Hello, today we are doing uh, another episode of Ray's Music Reviews. Um, today we are doing Billy Joel's The Stranger. This came out in 1977, I believe. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure you know who Billy Joel is. You have um, almost certainly heard a considerable portion of his discography if you have ever listened to radio. Like, ever? ever? Like, his songs are still pretty overplayed now. <laughs> he does tours where he gets a double headline bill with Elton John. Yeah. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's had a lot of hits, and all of yes. them were really big. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. A handful Absolutely. from this album. Oh, yeah. I, I Like I, I told... I don't remember the last time I like listened to this front to back. It's incredibly possible that I haven't ever just put it on front to back. I owned Billy Joel's greatest hits and this album's on there. It's like all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole bunch. This yeah. is evidently his like his big breakthrough. Right. Uh, the, in a uh like career breakthrough you know what i mean like right. popularity like success he, breakthrough. yeah he comes on the scene and uh she's got away is like uh, i think song one on the first record right and so people like that but if you listen to the first record second record he's kind of still finding he's still he's, he's uber talented right but i think the key to billy joel is he gives you that everyman feel he tells you stories of his community he lets you into his yeah. life he it's lets you feel star. his love right yeah. And I think early on he's dazzling you, and um, the that the a lot of the falsetto is there. And now he when he gets when he kind of really hits his everyman groove, there's tenor, baritone, and that falsetto, and there's a little bit of a growl in there. But it gives him that. He's funny too because he'll go up, he'll go down when you expect him to go up. He'll he'll whisper when you think he should yell, but it works because of the way he does it. You know what I mean? Agree. Let's you know dive in a little bit. Um, unless you had more information, I, I don't feel like we have to explain to them who Billy Joel is. Well, the more information would be, but my point was he had a hit on that record. Then he has yeah. you know one or two on the next, and then one in the Fifty Second Street, he kind of becomes a little bit more of the conscious, and then boom, he hits it with the Stranger, Stranger. and then Glass Houses is as big as anything that can get released, and so he really slams you with like seven hits on two straight albums. Shit. You know what I mean? And that's high level. And he becomes think... and he becomes something different in the realm of you know, he's included with all the other stars around the world. But it also probably correlates a little bit in this as you can hear I think his worldview changes as he becomes more he's not just Billy Joel from New York anymore. Interesting too his tone, I've I've read uh, and I haven't had it confirmed, but his tone comes from he boxed at one time and got his nose broke. Really? And he never got it fixed. So it just it sounds a little. It's nasally. Yeah, a little. But nasally. it's because it's broke it. <laughs> Which imagine, I find interesting. Imagine you know, being that guy. How lucky that, that guy, guy! If you just gone welcome. for a gut shot or something, man, totally different. We never get. She's got a way about her. That's crazy. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs off the album, too. Of course. Just because he says absolutely zero positive things. <laughs> no. No. Don't know what it is. But but I, it, it is sweet, just like loving someone despite all their flaws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he 
eventually divorced who he was talking about in this song, though. So <laughs> I wonder, you're talking about she's always a woman. Um, and I wonder sometimes, we'll get there, we'll get there. Because I do wonder if it's not two different women. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see, I just, in my mind, I don't understand how just the way you are is the same woman because the 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 line that's the, that uh, separates those two songs almost well yeah undeniably it changes the tone is the, the line between just the way you are and she's always a woman those couple songs in there uh, change the tone of the album yes absolutely and also the line he says where um, I, I don't need uh, what is it about conversation. I know I never want to work that hard, right? Yeah, I, I there's okay. a couple lines in there that I'm like, huh. But and he and he and he doubles down on that, right? He he doesn't want to work that hard, which again it, it underlines to me that maybe his societal view has changed a little bit. He wants to be able to now, but the woman in the next one, she's not somebody he can just talk to, and he emphasizes that over and over. This feels like a society person who does those you, you you read about them and you see them in like great expectations the movie you know these society pushing people who want you to be able to represent them as they talk because you have to be smart like i am and every conversation has to be complicated and all that other stuff right doesn't it just feel like two different women yeah it, it does it and like you said the journey in the album changes on the way to and fro there yeah and and um uh, I don't really know what questions to ask. Okay, is that a rap? That's a rap. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do feel like there, there's some songs on this album that have like, uh, even if they are sweet, there's a bit of darkness to them. Right. Whether it be purposeful or not. Uh, especially yeah. only the good die young. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Very much so. Only the good die young probably ruined a million relationships because guys are like, see, I can be that mischievous guy. You can dig me. And it's, dude, Only the Good Die Young is a phenomenal song. Okay, what was your favorite and least favorite song? Uh, ooh. I really liked Vienna. Uh, Vienna the, and The Stranger might be my favorite songs off the album. The Stranger is incredible. The Stranger is, is really, really good. Uh, the extended metaphor it uses for that kind of like, uh, mask that you only show yourself mm -hmm. as a reflection of your true self or is it you know what i mean right they it presents these ideas and i really and the way that he's looking at the mask in the cover yes yes he, yeah. he, he, tenderly yes in a lot of ways uh well that's what protects you yes yes uh there's that but i, I just i love the line where it's like you get mad that your lover never showed you their mask their right their stranger right but did you ever they're just expressing the idea that like the emotional vulnerability right and, and the stranger also that feels like he's talking about whoever she always a woman is right because yeah. the next song is almost an anecdote to the stranger in that I do want someone I can talk to I want somebody I don't want you I don't want clever conversations yes. I never want to work that hard I, I, I just want honest conversations right and, and is the right. implication there yeah another big hit for him is honesty on a different record moving out is a fantastic song moving out Anthony's song it's just it's it, incredible I, I love the way he sings the, the pause right before moving out 
mm-hmm. is is so perfect and and just mm. well. And the stories hits. of these the stories of these city people that are never going to be able to to climb that social ladder. You know what I mean? Which is which is a world that he's getting to leave now that he's successful, and but he's he he gets he gets it. You know what I mean? And uh, I know you said you had some issues with scenes from an Italian restaurant. I absolutely adore that <laughs> for, song, for but to- I, I totally petty reasons. For right, the most right, right. I, I love the 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 sax, uh, the like time travel sax. Oh, dude, the saxophone uh, on this record is it's incre- phenomenal. Dude, anyway, uh, just just the way they layer different sounds and such is so perfect. I forget what song that they were they were thinking of. Uh, I'm not in love by ten ten cc. Yeah, yeah. They they layer the vocals on one of these songs and evidently intending to kind of elicit that. I want to say it was Vienna. Um, but scenes from an Italian restaurant. I just the beginning of it. It just drinking red or white wine in an Italian restaurant is just kind of a generic, uh, a generic romantic dinner. If that makes sense, it's just not as evocative as I would like it to be. Yeah, I, I, I that, that's just the it, only it, thing with me. It makes me think of like Olive Garden, which it, I know is wicked, not fair. But well, the the interesting <laughs> thing too, I think, is that Olive Garden. Yeah, wow. <laughs> no, I know that's that's the. It, Dude, I know one person totally that likes petty. Olive Garden. Nothing I, against I like Olive Garden. Garden. I just it's not my first choice ever. <laughs> but if Olive we're having Garden dinner, is there. the same thing as many places. I know what I'm getting. Yeah, I know exactly what I'm getting. I Where you walk chick- into an Italian restaurant that. You haven't been in before. Shoot, I might get that's somebody. I might, I might, I may get the best meal I've ever had. I may not. Olive Garden. I'm going to get an Olive Garden. Meal. I'm gonna get chicken and nochi soup, and it's gonna be pretty good. Which bothers and always saucy. bothers me when people say restaurant quality on anything. Yes, because to that, me that's always kind of weird. Because Taco I think Bell is a restaurant. I think you're referring to better than mediocre, which bothers me. Yeah, I've been <laughs> to a lot of not very good restaurants. So. Right, you may be actually referring to that. Um. The the also the there's a lot of New York in the way he does things in that New York is such a melting pot, especially when he was coming up. You can feel scenes of an Italian restaurant. It feels like an Italian song. That totally feels yeah. It, again, like Italian restaurants in New York are going to be completely different than Pensacola, Florida, right? And <laughs> where then, we have Olive Garden. And, and but you also have these you have these maracas in the background, and you have yes. these Latin sounds, and he he couples that along with the rock the rock sounds and all that. And the way he's able to like, in only the good die young, I believe somewhere around the 70 seconds before it's over, he's, he's repeating a line and then he kind of runs up and just does a few notes at the top of the uh, piano that aren't, it's not a harmony, but it's almost like he just takes a highlighter and runs it over that little part because he knows that's important and he doesn't want to yell it. So he gives it an underlining with notes below it, yes. or actually above it, because yes. it's a higher note. It's just he's such a fantastic songwriter. Oh, um, and get it right the first time is a great song. Yes, you know, yes. I, I can't afford to screw this up. I got to get it right. It's so good. I might, I, what I might say might be a real hot take, okay. but this is probably better than any Elton John album I've heard. Incorrect. Woof. That's amazing. Album album okay but that being said i have only heard the um that's a personal preference thing but dude the fact that you can say that is neat regardless of whether or not you know 
To, to be fair, though, I to, haven't heard Goodbye Yellow Brick Road yet. So that might be it. <laughs> but also, you know, when you're... When you're talking about judging a whole record like that, you might have an Elton album could come along where there's four songs that are you like way better than anything on this. Maybe there's two songs you don't like. You know what I mean? Or just that don't do it for you. It's it you know judging an album's a tough thing to do. I mean we do it probably, so incredibly well every and week. In, but, and in all honesty, I probably still like Elton John a little better than Billy Joel. <laughs> sure, sure. Again, I think. Why did we bring up the Elton John comparison? I think it's. It, I think it happens. I think it that's happens a, because they're both piano player guys. I think there was at one time. Well, that's why they're touring together, right? I mean, but they are yeah, completely well, they have, different forces yeah. of nature in their own right. Elton is so flash, and you yes. never feel like you're on the same level with that guy. You know, that's he, part of the appeal of it as well, right? And when he's on the key, and when he's on the keyboard, he's flash. Whereas Billy's, his name's Billy for God's sake. He's that guy you can get along with. He's the every man. You know what I mean? And, he, and it Billy works. Joel. It's two first Billy Joel from New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? He plays Shea Stadium. That kind of thing. Kills uh, it. So, um, okay, I, I, here's an interesting one. How did we feel about the last song? I don't like it. Don't like the last song of this album, which is... Uh, Everybody, Everybody has, has a, a dream, dream slash the stranger reprise, which is just a little musical sting. I don't want to say I don't like it. I get what he was going for on I, it. I, yeah, it's, it, okay. it's, it's the one song on the album that's like just okay for me. Here's what's crazy about this record. You have that moving out, and then you get the stranger part, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have this great story that's told to you. And then he gives you this epic sweeping piano piece about, I guess the world being a better place and this dream he has of all that and then he gives you the stranger outro right if he would have done the stranger outro right after get it right the first time i would have been like this album is perfect and i don't i'm not saying that song that he puts at the end of this record wouldn't be a great song on another record but this song was literally this record was literally perfect before i have it you know what i mean to me and i, I get it if it is a sweepingly epic, grand song, and you can tell he's shooting for something important when he's doing it. But that's, to me, that's not this record. I just, yeah, I don't think that its placement on the record helps it at all either. Right, right. But but besides that, like I said, I loved and I loved the outro. Just playing you out of the album with the Stranger theme is so good, because the 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 album itself is struggling between finding out who you are and the type of person you appreciate and what what class struggle is for these people in New York trying to achieve more for themselves and all of those things are there and then The Stranger, it's beautiful if they do that um yes so is that it? are you going to give this a rating out of 10? I'm going to give it I w- I'd give it a 9 but if it weren't for Everybody Has a Dream, I'd probably give this a 10. I'm with you. I yeah. I completely agree with you. But because of just the rest, just the, the whole meat of this album, I can't give this any lower than a 9. Yeah. Realistically. I'm with you. I'm with you. You? 8. 8. Yeah. Right. I just think it could, I just, again, I think it could have been trimmed a little bit, especially at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really good. Yeah. 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 It was funny because when I never, like, 
didn't contemplate that, that you guys were going to pick this. And when you did, I thought, wow. Because I know I like Billy Joel, but I, I, you know, and I know I like a lot of bulk of things, but it was just weird to dive into this. And then when you get, he and uh, Ray and I got into the car together on Sunday to ride around, and we just listened to this record while we were doing it. And what you call that is research. Research. Right. Okay. And we got to song four, and he was like, holy cow. And, and I was thinking, holy cow. You know what I mean? And then we'd start just kind of blabbing back and forth about how great the record is and different moments in each song that are great and all that. It was just a fun time and for I me. Also got, and I also looked it up, and um, he wrote We Didn't Start the Fire in Under Five Minutes. I mean, he lived through all that, so he was probably like, hmm... I don't. I don't really think he lived. Did he live through all that? Johnny Day. <laughs> it's really, dude. He's got so many hits. Lord have mercy. What a great talent he is. We're gonna move on to talk about what? Um, what we listen to. What you listen to, Jerry? Elton John. Oh, you took it personal when he said he liked it better hey. than any Elton John album. Punky Chateau. Nah, that's a good one. It's so good. Yeah. Start to finish. I drove to. Uh, I drove like an hour over to like Foley earlier this week and I just listened to it the whole time. It was perfect. It's just, I love Honky Cat. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what is up with, with the, the horns on that album, but they are phenomenal. I feel mm-hmm. like I get punched in the gut every time. Yeah. And it's perfect. Um, I also do love going from the sweet mellow to uh, I Think I'm Gonna Kill Myself. Right. Which is one of my favorite songs on the record, honestly, just because of how gut-wrenching yes it's 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 uh just so upbeat and happy and it's just like oh yeah and then he's just like <laughs> do a little suicide <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny but then then obviously the the switch when he talks about uh say what the papers say about the state of teenage blues and then it gets real slow in there it, it's just like this moment mm-hmm. of slow reflection it is just so perfect in addition to, I like Susie a lot. Rocket Man, obviously. Rocket Man's Rocket Man. Rocket Man is Rocket Man. There's nothing else that can be said. It's up there. I mean, when people argue greatest songs and they and they don't put that around there, it's like Shoot, it's crazy. I'm not sure, man. Uh, That's pretty good. I also really liked Salvation. Oh yeah. Uh, the second half of the album, I don't know. Maybe it's just my thing because I think that's about most albums. But the first half I really like, and then the second half, I don't know if I'm just like a little tired by that point. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like it slows down a little bit in terms of overall quality. Uh, n- none of them are bad at all. It's just none of them are, I think, as good as the first half, if that makes sense. Which, again, includes Honky Cat, I Think I'm Gonna Kill Myself, and Rocket Man. So that's not... The bar is high. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think it misses it by a whole lot. Dang say salvation was really good yeah you did salvation is super good yeah. it's it's i think it hits the perfect notes so good so good. Uh, i didn't really listen to much else i literally listened to almost exclusively that album wow yeah had a good week yeah right what'd you do this week man i actually didn't listen to all that much um i i tried out i did try out um C.R. Ross, uh, I don't know how to pronounce their name. They're an Icelandic band. Uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, Ross, um That's close enough. Yeah, I, I don't. It's an Icelandic title for the <laughs> name. I, I can't. I can't pronounce it. I know I'd flub it. 
Uh, but it's it's the one with like it's the blue one with like the the baby on the cover, like. Uh, I, I oh lord! When you said you wouldn't be able to pronounce it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Aegis <it>, Bruchin. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna like put that into like a pronunciation. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue how to pronounce it. Um, it's post rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get exactly like literally you just say that and I know exactly what the album is like. I wish I liked it more. Yeah. <laughs> it's post-rock. I mean, you, you probably like, it gets a lot of acclaim for being a gorgeous and beautiful album. And I'm just kind of like, man. It's all right. And the whole time I'm listening <laughs> to the album, I'm like, all right, when's the song going to kick in? All right, here we go. Huh? Never does. It just never does. All antissa, no patient. All, all, all of the songs, there's one like 12 minute song, that 10 minute... Stephen G. Inglor, 10 minutes, 6 minutes, 7 minutes, 8 minutes, 7 minutes, 10 minutes, Good 8 Lord. minutes, How long is the whole album? 7 minutes. Um, the whole album is 1 hour and 11 minutes. I, I was about to say well, And the last song is 4 minutes. <laughs> That's also evidently pronounced Algaitis Bayarun. By R. Yun. Take your word for it. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it's... A, Maybe it's because I'm not Icelandic and I can't and I don't understand the language and I, I, I just can't. Maybe my my um my Amer- weezer American brain is weezer too brain. is too small. I'm like, come on, when's the hook coming? Come on, give me a chorus. Come on. <laughs> but when like, does he start singing about Japanese girls? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently there was one song on here where they just kind of made up their own language. Perfect. <laughs> and started Perfect. singing in that, and the song is oh, also ten minutes. Yes. <laughs> no, the song is actually eight minutes. Okay. Sorry. What do once songs get past like seven minutes, it, it it does not matter how long they actually are. They all feel endless. It, that can be in a positive way or a negative way, but it it just feels like I can sit through a whole Godspeed You song. That's 24 minutes long, and it feels exactly the same length as, like, an eight-minute song. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm in it. There, there becomes a moment where I stop paying attention, so that's He's, probably why. He scored one of those records at... Um, uh, I scored uh, F-sharp, A-sharp. Yes. At Revolver Records, 12th Avenue, Piscola, Florida. Great. 32506? I didn't say that. I forget what... The, I used to live down there. I should know. Oh? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I should know the zip code. Uh, yeah, um, three songs, one hour and three minutes. That's how you do it. That's how you write an album. Get paid per minute. It's, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, Godspeed's uh, really enjoyable as a band. I also listened to Sufjan Stevens' Illinois. So this was a really indie week. Yes. Isn't he going to do one of those for every state? Um, I don't. That, that would be quite an ambitious project to do 50 albums. Well, well, I think he lives in Illinois. I thought he lived in Illinois. Do people live in Illinois? I don't, I don't, do you have a source for that? Next week, we are doing Godspeed You, Black Emperor. Lift your skinny fists like antennas to heaven. Um, yes. Aren't, aren't Godspeed You, Black Emperor, like anarchists? Yes. Ah. Uh, that's why their new album is called God's P at State's End, because that's the goal. Ah. And I also feel like I also feel like 
um, it's it's weird because their music was always kind of like, oh, we're waiting for uh, some kind of huge um, crisis to happen. And then when in 2020 the crisis happened, their album was more less, uh, oh, we told you so, and more, oh, it actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. What about me? What, what did you, you listen to? What about what I listened to? Yeah, what about did you, you listen to? Well, the things that I listened to predominantly this week had mm-hmm. to do with the weekend music in general. I listened to Reality of My Surroundings, which was released yesterday. By who? And uh, by Fishbone, which was released, okay, but it okay. was released yesterday, thirty years ago. Yes. And Sticky Fingers was released yesterday, fifty years ago. So I hit on those a little bit. Prince passed away five years ago. This week, uh, I, I listened to a little Prince. Uh, this week, um, Shock G passed away a couple days ago uh, from the fame of the Humpty Dance, which almost everybody knows some form of the Humpty Dance. And um, I get around. He was a guest on Tupac Shakur's I Get Around. One thing Digital Underground is famous for, although Bootsy Collins thanked him for keeping funk in Parliament and things like that alive in his kind of uh, ode to him after he passed. But uh, Digital Underground, Pac's first rapping was on their records. And when he in turn becomes famous, he puts... Dude, I love that song, I Get Around, and, and his verse on I Get Around is just off the chain. Listen to uh, the new Dinosaur Jr. a little bit. It was interesting. And scored a couple of records like like my man Ray did. I scored a Rod Stewart record that is recordings from 1964 to 66, which is not only pre-Rod Stewart solo, pre-Faces, it's also pre-Jeff Beck group. Like the, I think the band's like called the Hoochie Coochie Men. Or something, yes. but it's all blues recordings. That's it, what we need to. We need to bring kid. back band I mean, names this is like, like that. This is like. Can you can you imagine? Right on the heels <laughs> of him, like walking around town with a guitar on his back and a harmonica around his neck, trying to get people to give him quarters. You know what I'm saying? It's like big time. That's the look. Early on for him. Uh, but anyway, I had a great great week of uh, listening to music, having a good time. Is that an out? Uh, I think Wait, that's... Hoochie Coochie Man's a song by Eric Clapton. Are you sure that's... Dude, uh... Stop. I, I... I'm pretty Moving sure... Moving on. Hold on. Yeah. Since this became vitally interesting, this unique album reveals for the first time a collection of R&B classics recalling the Halion Nights of London's famous marquee club in Soho and El Pie Island gigs in the early 60s when Rod Stewart took the first steps to superstardom singing with Long John Baldry's band, the Hoochie Coochie Men. There you go. What was the name you listed? Rod Stewart? No, the the guy, someone's band. Long John Baldry's band, the Hoochie Coochie Men. That's, well, that's a, evidently that's a different, oh, there's, there's, yeah, there's two separate Hoochie Coochie Men. Because it's an awesome name. Because <laughs> it's. Huh? Ray is literally pounding himself in the head. Okay. Um. So that is a wrap for today's episode. That Clapton Hoochie Coochie Man song. That is, dude. What does that What does that phrase mean? I don't even want to know. I mean, I mean, those words have taken on quite different contexts nowadays. I think they're pretty close. 
to whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Probably not all that different, huh? I don't think it's Coochie Coochie Coo. No. Which a song called Coochie Coochie Coo by a band named Coochie Men would be nice. See, that would be consistent, I guess. <laughs> I don't. Is that a rap, Ray? That is a rap. All um, right. Next, we are doing... Um, Godspeed you, Black Emperor. No, I'm just looking at... Okay, so Long John Baldry, two of his best-known voice uh, roles were Dr. Robotnik in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Long John Baldry's the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Long John Baldry is the snooping as usual guy. That's him! <laughs> and he was in a band called... <laughs> When worlds collide. Right, <laughs> right. Before achieving stardom, Rod Stewart and Elton John were members of bands led by Baldry. That's crazy. Dude. What a small world. Rod, Rod and Elton, their careers just boom, boom, boom. Like there, there are there are stories of like they would their their tours would go around behind each other, and at the time they were two of the most famous people in the world. Elton would send his crew people out to go tear. Rod signs down. And Rod would and Rod would do the same thing. Like they would be touring together and they would be like, Okay, we're here and Elton's still in town and they play tomorrow night. We play night after, so go go get all their signs down all all, all town. Okay, dude. Whatever. And then, you know, Elton and Elton and Rod acting like they like each other all the time. And they do, you know what I mean? It's just like being all nice to each other and then like it goes it even goes back to you know the song Pinball Wizard, right? Yeah. Elton does it in the movie and Elton does it. Elton not only does it in a movie, he also does it on the record, right? They offered it to Rod. And Rod called Elton and said, The Who kind of want me to do this thing, this rock opera thing with him. What do you think? And Elton says, Well, I mean, Rod, if, if it goes good, it's great. But wouldn't it ruin you if it doesn't go good? And he was like, Yeah, you're right. I probably won't do it. And then Elton did it. <laughs> I love stories like that. Yeah, like, isn't yeah. there like a Stallone one where he like or was it Schwarzenegger where he like took a role that he didn't want to take because he thought some other guy was going to take it? I'm sure he thought Stallone was going to get it. Yeah, exactly. They were, you know, they were arm wrestling each other all over the oh, world my too. Gosh, I love that. I love that. Is that a wrap? All right. That is a wrap. <laughs> um, uh, what was it? What are we doing next, next week? Next we're doing a Godspeed you black emperor. Lift your fists. Like lift your skinny fists. Like antennas to heaven. Yes. Um, Excellent. Kind of, I don't, type of music would you consider it post rock it's like really post rock post rock <laughs> post beyond it's like apocalyptic rock yes yeah yes. That, that, that's something i would don't yeah i agree with um this. so um check four, out the game project g-i-n-n four project.com four kp four I, I can't get my voice that high jared green day jared and for <laughs> this is my me punishment. and for me um Ray, Ray, Ray. Oh, racist. Oh, Ray. Oh. Okay, that sounds like oh, racist. Right, right. I would go a different route Ray with probably. that. Erase that probably? No, Ray, Ray Tatooie. Ray Tatooie. Yeah. Ray Tatooie. Yeah. That movie has music in it, I think. It's been a while since I saw it. Scenes from an Italian It's got rat in it. <laughs> yes, the segue. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, uh, yeah, um... Copy. Goodbye, copyright 2021, go home. <laughs>